Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. Oh, the sweet, sweet Mariners. The sweet, sweet Mariners is right. They're like a Sour Patch Kid right now. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Yeah, I can that, get That's what you get that. with 500 baseball. Good I wins, mean, bad losses. How it yeah. plays. They played very, like, before, I believe we recorded during the Astros series last time. Rangers. Did we in the Rangers? All right, the Rangers. Yeah. Hey, before we get into that, why, why don't we not just hop right into the episode? He who well, shall not be named yet until we tell you who it is. I was just asking a question. Okay, just checking. Just checking. If you're looking for a guy who basically like the principal over here, making sure everybody stays on time, make sure we can't graduate, make sure we don't go off the GD rails early. Maybe you're looking for a guy like me, your boy, Coach Red. You find me on Twitter at the Real Coach Red on Instagram at the Real underscore Coach Red. Also, find the show over on YouTube. Search "Kicking It with Coach Red." Like, subscribe, hit the bell notifications, leave a comment or two. And while you're at it, follow the pod page. Why don't you on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Red Pod? Follows, follows, follows. Do it, freaking do it. If you're looking. For a guy that's going to be more like the vice principal. Like, oh, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Did you hang 10 this weekend? Well, maybe you'd be looking for a guy like Kane. <laughs> yeah, I'm Kane. You can find me on Twitter at Kane2406, on YouTube at Kane06, TikTok and Twitch at Kane0624. You can, you can find him at all those places. You're saying those numbers really fast. Someone's going to have to pull out like a notepad. Hey, good thing they're in the description. Holla. All right, let's talk about the Mariners. Um, Three series. We were recording during the Rangers' first game of the series. Uh, So we've had full Rangers series, full Tiger series, two games of the Red Sox so far. Rangers series, uh, Rangers at the top of the division right now, and they've been swinging pretty hot bats. And the Mariners hold them to six runs over the course of three games. Now they played very well in that series. It they either blew them out or lost by one. Well, yeah, and the blowout was the game. I was at five nil. That was dope. Yeah, it's great. Game. George Kirby, George Kirby, uh, and. We're going to talk about some of the young guns later, and he's going to be one of them. But George Kirby's just looking effortless up there. Like, nothing phases the guy right now. You know, gives up a hit, gives up a walk, rarely gives up a walk. But just sitting there, like, just – he's like he's like Jamie Moyer, like, at the end of his career. Just in the rocking chair, like, I'm just going to go out and do my thing, and then that's, that's it. I'm going to call it a day. And he looked great in that. Yeah. Marco's looking good. 
Gilbert's a little up and down, but yeah, in that yeah, Texas was... series, I mean, we were we were recording during the two to one game, and I was traveling during the four to three game, so didn't get to see a whole lot of that series besides the one I was at. You got any tidbits from the losses? Because I could talk about the win. Uh, the two one was very very tough. I mean, when the Mariners hit for a total of three hits and one run, four hits. It's not in ideal. Every, in every and that was play. against John Gray, wasn't it? I believe God, so. And it's him so bad last year. And it's like all of your expected hitters. I mean, Julio was 0 for 4. Kellenic was 0 for 4. Gino was 0 for 4. Cal was 0 for 4. You know, it's just, it's tough to see that. Logan was strong that game, had 10 strikeouts. Had a perfect going through six. Yeah. And one thing that I kind of have to say about the Mariners right now is like, I just feel like they're so hot and cold. Cold, okay, Katy Perry. It's, it's <laughs> like, Yesterday, right? Amazing. Today, not so great. And I haven't seen so... that series yet. I know. But no, it, I, I get that. It's like one day the pitching is just super-duper lights out, and then yeah. you, can't, you can't hit the broad side of the barn. Then you put a couple of runs on the board early, and bats go quiet, and pitching staff has a mediocre day. I and... mean, when you look through this entire stretch – Beside, you know, omitting the game from today, the most runs they've given up is five in a game over the course right. of the last calendar week. Right. And that that's kind of what the Texas series was. It was cold, hot, cold. And, I mean, yeah, they were close games, don't get me wrong. And there were big moments like in the four to three game, Jared Kellenick triples in the eighth inning. And caught that, caught that gets, on, on the phone. Right, and gets stranded at third to end the inning, and then nothing happened in the ninth. It's just, it's tough. It's really tough. And, you know, when looking back on last year, they had a lot of really good one-run games. And this year, it's just the opposite, I feel like. Yeah, it's, um, been, it's been tougher in the tight games, but then you go, then you go to Detroit, which I will say this. The Mariners have been pretty solid on the road so far for the most part. And you go into the Tigers, who they're not not great, great, but they're not bad either. Well, the thing is, is that their pitching staff isn't getting a ton of strikeouts and is giving up a high percentage of homers. And I think that really played into the Mariners' favor. You have Marco Gonzalez going out on Friday, I believe. This is another travel day for me, and flight was delayed, so I missed all of this game. But you give up two runs. Marco goes at least six again, just like a stud. And then Bryce Miller comes in and just does, well, you know, Bryce Miller things. I just – I can't get enough of Bryce Miller when he's on the mound. It's pretty pretty special. And then it's kind of a back-and-forth game in, you know, the Sunday finale where – Mariners score early, and you think they're going to pour some more on, and then the bats just go quiet. Yeah. And, you know, the pitching fell apart. And yeah. that's just kind of been the bullpen struggles. There's some guys who are 
just been lights out in the bullpen. Other guys that just keep getting lit up. And like, hey, what happened to Diego Castillo? I see. I saw he was in AAA the other day. He is in AAA. He got uh, outrighted. No one wanted to pick up the contract, so he's sitting in AAA right now with Rainiers. And you, he what? We talked about this before. He wasn't the most reliable piece. He was another one of those guys that would have cold stretches, but then have a few game streak where he pitched pretty well. But some of the guys that you were counting on in a lot of higher leverage situations last year are either banged up or demoted or should be demoted pretty soon. You're sitting there mm-hmm. with Matt Brash, who seems like he just needs a break and needs to go down to AAA for a little bit just to get catch a breath. Yeah. He has not looked good this year. You've got Munoz on the IR. You got Diego Castillo sent down. You got Penn Murphy on the IR. So you got a lot of guys. And Matt Festa was another guy at the beginning of the year that got sent down to AAA. So those were all guys that were pitching a lot of high leverage innings. Mm-hmm. And realistically, in this bullpen right now, the only guy that's out there pitching high leverage innings again this year is Paul Seawald. Right. Right. I mean, you've it's gotten it. great contribution out of the likes of Justin Topa, uh, Trevor Gott, Taylor Saucedo, Gabe Spires are pitching extremely well out in the bullpen. But I agree. It just and want one one then. Yeah, uh, it, with the Castillo thing, you know, we we expected a lot when he came from Tampa, but then like I've really come to the realization that. Tampa just has a special way with pitchers in their bullpen and their starters. And it's just when they're there, they pitch great. And when they're not there, it's a little bit downhill. So, But realistically, like I was surprised when Tampa Bay pulled the trigger, but you've kind of seen some of the effects because you had heard and seen the stats of him, you know, with the playoff success, but with the Mariners, it was never much. But it's not like you gave up much to go get him. Right. Can you name the two players? I know one of them, and I'm trying to look up the trade right now. It, I believe one was a pitcher and one was an infielder. Yes. I know the pitcher was JT Chargois. Yeah. And it was like our seventh. Minor league infielder Austin Shenton. Yeah. So you didn't give up much for him. No, but you expected a lot from him. But the one thing was is he did kind of eat innings in the bullpen. But let's like stop talking about option to the minors. Castillo. Why don't we talk about Cal Raleigh hitting homers from both sides of the plate? Oh my god, it was it was magical. They were tanks too. Yeah, they were 435 and 432, I believe. That's and those are pretty far. Yeah, the one and like what made it even more special, he went three for four on the night, and his grandma came to the game, and it's the first time she's ever seen him play major league baseball like live. And for him to go, and that was his Fenway debut. Yeah, and he went back-to-back at-bats with both home runs from both sides of the plate, both two-run home runs, absolutely pimped both of them, 
and just had himself a fantastic game, even threw a guy out. Like, Cal Raleigh had an insane day. And then let's not even forget about Gino's dead center bomb. Yeah, let's not forget about Gino's fantastic footwork in the Detroit series. Like, man, that guy's got some fancy footwork on balls that are around his feet, just kicks it up like it's yeah. nothing. <laughs> and the one thing I will say, and let's let's roll into tonight's game. Yeah, missed part of it with show prep and uh, a little bit of extra traffic. But Teoscar Hernandez laces one center, gets uh, another base hit late. Tay Tram hits a dinger. But Teoscar Hernandez from – his high strikeout rates and not batting lower than fifth from him moving down to the six, seven hole. He shortened up his swing a lot and he is putting the ball in play a lot more. He's having a lot more effective at bats and that's going to be key as the season goes along for this Mariner squad. I agree. Um, Teo's just been kind of coming up clutch. He's He's meant to be the big bat that is the cherry on top and he was acting like it. Like he yeah. was like, I have to be the person that puts them over the top. And he was pressing, bro. He looked like he looked like Kelnick at the end of the last at you know at Spurts last year, just pissed. I've seen Teo drop so many F bombs after a third strike swinging. It's yeah, it's a lot. You know, I'm surprised they didn't change like that. If we were playing a video game, they put that as mature at the it, bottom of the it's, screen. It's more of you know, he went from one playoff team to another, and the expectations for him were set so high due to his previous, like, years. Uh, his career. Yeah, and... Career averages. He... It, it's tough being a power hitter for Seattle in the grand scheme, right? We're not it's not a hitter's park. It's a pitcher's park. Um, yeah, but, but once it starts heating up a little bit, it's fine. I mean, look at what look at what Gino, Cal, and Julio did. All those homers weren't on the road last year. That's true. And Mitch. Yeah. It, I just – I really think that it's starting to turn around, especially for some of the hitters. Like, JP – JP has been hitting very well last week. Oh. Very well. His eye is immaculate. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of eyes, I don't know what Lefty <laughs> did to jinx the <laughs> shit out of Gino by saying he had the best plate vision. But oh my god, if he's not striking out less and walking more this year, like yeah. I don't know what what kind of water they have in Boise, but I think it has a little bit of potion in it <laughs> to like read the future because it it's been wild to see him take. Very close pitches. Yeah, he looks like sometimes he looks like a right-handed JP Crawford up there, and he's he's holding this swing for the most part, and he's still I, hitting lasers. Yeah, taking it, it muy duro. <laughs> call back, yeah. call back, call back to Kane. Um, but when you look at it, just the team is having a lot better hitting spurts. The, I mean, your only down part really is Colton Long. He's still not really hitting the ball, but he's hitting the ball. 
he's doing better, but also Caballero's sitting there with close to 300 average. I think he's like 274. He has been one of my biggest shocks on the year. I mean, d- oh, dude, because he... you didn't know who the hell he was at the start of the year. And yeah. now he's contributing at the major league level. I think he's a shock for most people. He like when that dude makes contact, ball is hit hard. He just like, is like he's like that. You know who he reminds me of? He's like really? Sean O'Malley. Like Demo, he's got that Demo in him. He's got that same like last year, Sam Haggerty in him. It's like I'm gonna go out there. I have nothing to lose. No one expects Dude. me to be here right now. I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna play my version of baseball. It's not gonna be flashy. I'm just gonna go out and try to get a job done and try to win the game. Yeah, speaking of Demo, I can't wait till he's back. God, he's got to be. He's. I hope he's getting closer because we need him and. Haggerty playing a little bit better as we've been going along. He's been getting a little bit more regular play time. So that's yep. good to see when he yes. is in there. He's making good contact. He his speed smart. Leg, yeah. He's his legs. I'm surprised they haven't pinch ran him more later in games, to be completely honest. Yeah, he's got unreal speed. And with these bigger bases, he should have like a million stolen bases, like Ricky Henderson yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. But I expect this team to kind of turn around. Who's our next? I mean, this is where it gets kind of tough because you have the Red Sox who have been playing well. You wrap that up tomorrow and then you go to Atlanta and that's terrifying because Atlanta's really terrifying? good. Yeah, Ronald Acuna is Are you going to lose sleep over it? I don't know, man. Of the I, I, I follow the Braves pretty Pretty decently. Hey, the Braves were actually really good last year, and the Mariners yes. actually won two, three. That's true, but you have a fully healthy. I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to do it. But yeah, we're going to talk about that series coming up. That's true. Who they got after that? Because I know they've got probably the A's one... at home. Oh yeah, the A's at home, and then the A's, Pirates. Pirates, who have also been playing very well, and then they didn't come back to Earth. Yankees. Texas Padres. All right, we'll we'll get to those later. So, um, tease it a little bit during the episode, but the youth movement has arrived, and there's a couple more guys that we could be talking about, like Juan Then We could be talking about um, Caballero. Caballero, but we are not. We're going to talk about three hitters and three pitchers. We're going to start off with the hitters. And just kind of a heat check on them, kind of how we're feeling about them. Maybe a little word or phrase to describe how we're feeling about them. Um, so first guy we're going to go with is Cal Raleigh. Kane, what do you got to say? Ooh, just, I think Cal is just emphatic. Emphatic. Yeah. And... The way that dude plays is like his average isn't there, but he he's in big moments and delivers. I mean, he had another a couple weeks ago in Toronto again, two home run game. Then in Boston comes up big, and throughout all these series, he's just hitting the ball really hard. And honestly. He's one of the spark plugs for this team. Coach Red, what do you got for Cal Raleigh? Big dumper. 
He is who I thought he was. That's a good one. <laughs> True. What I told you is he's going to come up clutch in some moments. His batting average is not going to be overly high. He's going to have good control of the pitching staff. But he's going to he's going to get RBIs. He's going to hit the ball out of the park. And if he bats 225, you're happy. And right. he's right in he's right in that range. Like he's he's coming up clutch. He's batting, you know, 30 in the middle of the order. He's moved back a little bit since the start, which I think is more natural spot, depending on the matchup, kind of having it kind of having him fifth through seventh, somewhere in that range is the best spot mm-hmm. for him. You know, if he's running hot, bump him up to four, get that extra power bump. But I don't think he needs to be hitting there consistently, just like he wasn't last year, except for the playoffs, because he was on a heater at the end of the year. And yes. he is who we thought we thought he was. That's what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. He's awesome. All right. Uh next young batter we're gonna talk about is Julio Rodriguez. Kane, what you got? Uh sophomore slump is my uh I thought that I'm you said do. he was gonna be the unanimous MVP. You know, that was at the beginning of the year, expecting him to continue on from last year uh he he really came out of spring training i mean he went to wbc so there is a string of players from the wbc that have not had the greatest luck after it but he just trying too hard at the plate He's trying to take daddy hack after daddy hack after daddy hack. And it's just not working out. His strikeout numbers are up. I mean, you're supposed to be the leadoff hitter. It's a home run's great, but I don't know. I like how, I like how like, we want to take pressure off of Julio Rodriguez. We're going to move him down the lineup. We're going to bat him third. Yeah. I mean, okay. Keep him at like keep him and maybe bump him down to that seven or eight spot. They're gonna. I know they're not, but just to kind of in the shit. But I just feel like he is not performing as he should. Not a lot of hits. Way more on the strikeouts. It's just it's not good for him right now. He needs to kind of take a breath and figure himself out. No tread, what do you got? I've got two strikes shortened up because, like you were saying, taking those big old hacks with two strikes on him and kind of chasing a little bit more, I'm not necessarily calling it a sophomore slump. He's still near the top of this team in runs, in RBIs, and he's right there with homers with the likes of Jared Kelnick. He's not far behind. The average just isn't there right now. And – you look at this in a vacuum and you say like, okay, we're looking at this. The numbers aren't there. The numbers aren't that, but teams and people adjust to players. And this is a game of adjustments and you're looking at Teo do it right now. This is a guy who is, you know, a big brother type to Julio has been for a while and shortening up a little bit. And you've seen that I've seen him, you know, shorten down the swings, especially in the tiger series, you know, Friday has a big day, three for four. I think he leaves the yard, and he's starting to string together 
more games where he's hitting the ball consistently. He's still hitting the ball hard. He's still playing great defense. He still has a hose. You know, I just want him to get more base hits. Get that average pumping up again. Like you're saying, we don't need to take the daddy hacks all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, two strikes, shorten up, put the ball in play, let your speed play for you. Because the issue is sometimes even when he is hitting the ball hard, you know, he's getting doubled up because he's hitting the ball so hard. Shorten right. up with two, shorten up with two strikes. You're still on base, man. That, that right. on base, base pitcher is still sitting there. And take your walks. He was a guy that took a lot of walks last year. Yeah. And it, it, it's not like he doesn't have hitters behind him that people are afraid of because he does in the one hole. He's got Ty France behind him. And when he's in the three hole, he's got Gino Kelnick, who's super, super high. We're going to talk about next or, or Cal Raleigh, all guys that can put the ball out of the park and people don't want to try and pitch around Julio. They're going to come after him a little bit. Right. Make him pay. Right. All right. Uh, next player, Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick, my boy. Uh, what I got for Jared Kelnick this time around is I can see clearly now the rain is gone because Jared Kelnick. Let's let's be honest. Last couple years have not been great. It's like he was cloudy, clouded judgment, and he came out of spring training. You know, no rain in the air any any longer. And he learned how to hit the ball again and perform at a high rate. I mean, let's be honest. He was tied for second in April for most home runs. I think top 10 in batting average, slugging, on base, all the good stuff. And I believe he also stole like five bags. Yep. So this dude has really come out this year to make a statement and he really has so far um is on his way to hopefully making an appearance at the all-star game so sweet coach red what do you have i have i'm gonna try my best rock burgundy here mr consistent (laughs) besides cy france who also kind of had a little bit of slump you know he's so he's he slumped a little bit more recently, but he's still, you know, getting usually one hit a game. Like he has a game where he doesn't get hit, but he's sitting there. Even if he's having a bad day, it's like a one for five or one for four. And he's still doing things, still playing good defensively. But as far as hitting goes, like when you look at this lineup, there is some swing and missing it. There are some guys that are slumping, but – there's three guys right now that I'm looking at every day that I expect a hit from, and that's J.P. Crawford, Ty France, and Jared Kelnick. Those are three guys that I'm expecting to get on base and then hoping that someone else runs into a ball or you can string a couple of hits together. But he's one of those guys, and it's not what we expected at the beginning of the year. It's something we had hoped for, and it's fun to see some of this stuff come to fruition because he has all the tools when he's in double a the dude's a mo- or when he's in triple a the dude's just a straight up monster and it's good to see him take those to the major league level he looks calmer he looks like he belongs now he looked like he was pressing except for the tail end of the year they just missed out in the playoffs he was having fun because he was there doing good things people couldn't get him out and he was putting the ball over the fence 
And, you know, he expected that to happen at the beginning of the next year. It didn't press and change in swings mid season takes the off season and really seems like he retooled his mind a little bit to be a yeah. more consistent player. It's a game of failure. I've said this before and I'll say it again to be a phenomenal hitter in today's MLB. You're going to be out seven out of 10 times when you come up to the plate. It's a game yeah. of failure. It's how you deal with it. And that's what, that's what makes it fun because there is so much failure throughout the game. Those big moments are bigger. So it's good to see him become more consistent throughout the course of this year. And I mean, let's be honest, how cool is it to see him and Julio bat back to back? It's great. It's, I want to see uh, it for, I want to see it. I want to see it more. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy, we're going to flip over to the pitchers. We're going to go with Logan Gilbert. What I have for good old Logan Gilbert is consistency is key. And that's what you get when Logan Gilbert's out on the mound. He gives you about six or seven innings. It's about 80 pitches, 90 pitches, strikes a high percent out, and maybe allows a run or two. The bats usually rally when he's on the mound. He's not this year. <sighs> not this year. He's We're living in the past. You got a time machine. Went back to last year. He's still. I, I thought you... I thought the same thing, but I did something that you did and looked at the stats. <laughs> hey, Logan's gonna figure it out. He's gonna get back to what he does best. I mean, his last outing, I believe he had 10 strikeouts. Still good amount. So I expect him to kind of bounce back. He's got a lot of big series ahead of him. Yeah, Logan's just kind of the, the workhorse of the starting unit. So, Coach Red, what do you got? I got bad luck, high Ks, because he is striking a bunch of people out. And you look at the outing he had against the Rangers – where he get where he's taking a perfect game through six and ends up taking the L when he gives up a couple of hits, gives up one run, leaves one guy on base, he gets hit in, gets saddled with the loss. Um, I thought the same thing too, like probably not giving up a ton of runs because it never seems like he does, but he's been clocking in at about three to four a game right now. And you're saying really nice things about him with this, but when Marco Gonzalez does it, you just want to <laughs> roast him. Hey, I've changed my ways on Marco, all right? But like I said, some of these are bad looks because it seems like when he doesn't have his stuff, Mariners score runs. When he does have his stuff, they're just like sitting there getting their popcorn ready and enjoying the show instead of adding to the show. So right. I think with uh, – Gilbert, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be fine. <laughs> I, I also think he will be fine. All right, next guy we're going to talk about is Mr. George Kirby. Uh, no more bros, because it doesn't seem like he pitches well. You know, last year when he came up, every game his bros were at, pitched great. Every game his bros were not, didn't do that great. 
this year, I don't know if a lot of his bros have been at the games. And he has been probably the best pitcher we've had in this last stretch. Um, my second best pitcher. But George Kirby has shoved the last few outings. And the dude has been also high strikeout rate guy. And yeah, George Kirby has been on a tear, I believe. He has kept teams under like three runs a game. So he's going to keep on improving throughout the year and be more consistent. Coach Red, what do you got? I got base hits. So what? And out of qualified pitchers in ERA right now, he's sitting at 12th. And only one pitcher that has a better ERA than him has given up more hits. Because the game that I was at last Tuesday, he's sitting there, you know, in his rocking chair. He gives up six, maybe seven hits over six-plus innings and doesn't give up a run. Yesterday against uh, Boston, he gives up seven hits and gives up one run. It's yeah. just he's calm, cool, and collected out there. He's like, oh, you got a base hit? That's fine. I'm just going to keep attacking the zone with a bevy of pitches. I'm going to nibble. I'm going to hit every single corner. And when you're least expecting it, I'm going to put it outside of the strike zone because he's also doing this with, you know, not giving up very many walks at all. And that's the key because he is giving up these base hits and he's not letting the walks kill him where they're – adding in those base hits as they go along and letting that walk do the damage. So base hits, so what? All right, and the last player we're going to talk about, uh, Juan Then. Go ahead, King. Juan Then? Oh, shoot. I wrote I wrote Bryce Miller. That's – I was yeah, – threw, you threw me a curveball. I know. Exactly, you, you did that three times in a row when I faced you in high school. Yeah, you didn't hit one of them. Did not. Um, Big Bryce Reddy did Miller. Not. I hope that you knock this one out of the park. Uh, Bryce Miller absolutely shut down. He has only allowed one run in three starts. Struck out 10 against Oakland. Five against the Astros. Also kept them to like two or three hits. And I'm trying to think of his last game against the Tigers. I know he didn't allow a run. So he's sitting at like a 0.9 ERA or lower. 0.45. Yeah, the dude is pitching insane, man. I his pitch rotation or the rotations of his fastball are absolutely nutty. That thing dances. And I just I don't know. There's too many good things to say about him. He's look he looks like a pro and he has the demeanor of it. Coach Red. 
who I got for Bryce Miller is bruh. <laughs> 20 innings pitch, 18 Ks, one walk, one run, seven hits given up across 20 innings. The dude is pitching at a breakneck pace. I want to see him pitch live. This is, is this sustainable? No. Oh. <laughs> he did not, he had a higher ERA when he was pitching in double A. There's going to be guys that are starting to figure out. You saw that after the Oakland start. People are starting to attack him a little bit more. He's still not giving up the hits, but he's able to go deep into these games because people are swinging the bat because they don't want to get behind because bringing that high fastball with that movement like you're talking about, peppering and slider curve, he's got a complete arsenal, and he can bring it up at 96, 97 when he needs to with the movement that he's got. It's absolutely filthy, and he's very quickly thrust himself into – Rookie of the year, hail rookie of the year contention. And to be completely honest, you know, if it's this isn't going to hold up, but he could make a push for Cy Young with yeah. with how he started. This is absolutely Nanners. Yeah. Nanners. They, you know, came out of left field, basically. Like we do, he was the number two pitching prospect. Yeah, it's great. But you always wonder how they're gonna react to being in the bigs. I mean, we saw Matt Brash last year struggle. Okay, well, when Matt he was Brash in the starter, like, Matt Brash was like fringe top one hundred, right? But yeah, Matt Brash, George Kirby struggled a little bit last year as well. But every Bryce rookie, Miller, every rookie starter is gonna struggle at some point, right? But man. Bryce, Bryce Miller's doing doing some, I mean, not as efficiently, but like as Spencer Strider when he came up with the Braves. I mean, he came out of nowhere and was striking dudes out left and right. And yeah, yeah I mean, 18 strikeouts on 20 innings pitched. And he's got a filthy stash. And <laughs> one of my coworkers today was like, yeah, who's that? Who's that Randy Johnson imitation guy? He's good. <laughs> yeah, he has been really good. You're correct. He's he's been amazing. Oh, and in the game that he gave up the run, you know, he took a he took a no no through six. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. He's gonna be fine. It was Miller versus Miller. Yeah, it was Miller time, and it will always be Miller time in Seattle. But I'm not gonna drink. Miller Lite can't make me can't do it but maybe I can make you hop on over to social media give us a little love you can find me on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red find us over on YouTube kicking it with coach red like subscribe bell notification leave a comment or two while you're at it hop on over follow the pod page at coach red pod on Twitter and insta Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. King, where you at? You can find me on Twitter at Kane2406, at YouTube at Kane06, TikTok and Twitch, Kane0624. Hey, as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.